Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Cursey. As always, I'm your host, Caleb. I'm Mercy. And her favorite food is pancakes with abs. A.K.A. Waffles. Waffles. <laughs> waffles. I got that from, um, from YouTube. YouTube. You gotta love the them trend. tubes of you. The tubes you. Tube tubes. you. Tube yes, you. I've been calling it that for years. Baby now. tubes. Baby tubes Tube. for you. Anyways, what is today's lesson about, Caleb? Today's topic is the oneness of God. Mm. So, pretty sure we've lost a lot of people. First of all, yes, but first thing first, I want to make the statement: God is not bipolar. <laughs> bipolar. He does not have three um, bipolar personalities. No, he does not. He's not confusion and all that other jazz. Jazz. That, that syrup, that sticky mess that. Yeah, and let me let me start out first. The the oneness and the Trinity, it's not necessarily a salvation issue. However, it is a relationship one. Yeah, it's something that you most likely need to. We get would right. want to know. So it's not. It doesn't affect your salvation. I know Trinitarians that still baptize in the name of Jesus, so that doesn't affect their salvation. Wait, really? Yeah. Are there Trinitarians that baptize in Jesus' name? Some of them, I yeah. Not all, but some, and most of them are also very nice people. I'm not saying that they're not Christians. However, they do have their view of God smeared, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. That was an interesting um, little intro. Exactly. <laughs> so, first off, let me start out with we will never be able to fully comprehend the fullness of the Godhead. We can understand it. Okay? It is something we can understand if we search for him with all of our heart. We pray and fast and want to know God. Um, we, um, we can know him and his nature as he reveals himself to us. Yes, we truly can, but we can't comprehend the fullness of God um, in the sense where our minds can't fully grasp how the internal God became human. The fullness of God was all in the man Christ Jesus, and yet his Holy Spirit was everywhere at once. See, that's a problem most Trinitarians uh, have for oneness, is they say, oh, well, if God's one in the fullness of Christ, then how can his spirit be everywhere? He's God. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's everywhere. There's, there's a word called um, omnipresent, which means mm-hmm. everywhere at once. So yeah, God the is Bible om- says he's omnipresent. Yeah. Also, it's pronounced omnipresent. Omnipresent. Sorry. Omnipresent. <laughs> it's all the same, but the difference. <laughs> I'm just, I, I like correcting people on the grammar. Very, like very specific Sorry. grammar. <laughs> it triggers me. She, okay. is, she is the embodiment of Grammarly. She's like the human version of that. Oh my gosh, I have captions on. And instead of saying Grammarly, it says Grandma Lee. Grandma. Grandma is named Lee. Her name is Lee. Need to turn captions off. Captions. Yeah, who knows what those things regenerate. Oh. I've seen some weird stuff already. Trust me. Alright. So, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. Okay, but omnipresent... Um, that doesn't uh, change the oneness of God in the fullness 
of God, as He can, again, be everywhere. Sorry, um, I mean, God is sovereign. He can do whatever He wants. Yes. Um, and we don't ask, how can the Spirit of God be um, everywhere at once, yet in the flaming bush with Moses, now do we? Because we know He is God. Now, that doesn't mean that there are two persons in the Godhead, but simply that our infinite minds cannot understand the infinite. Mortals cannot understand the eternal. That's why the scriptures say, uh, Great indeed, we confess, is the mystery of godliness. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among Sorry, the nations. Believe he was believed. I'm just gonna finish the scripture. <laughs> Please, yes, believed on in the world and taken up in glory. So key words here are mystery, manifested, flesh, and spirit. So that is the little nugget of information I want to start out with. Yes. You wanna? Sorry. Do you wanna say anything to add to that, Mercy? About God being omnipresent? Uh, anything we just talked about. Okay. Well, there's not really much to say. Alright. Except for questions. You heard it from her, folks. There's not much to say. Hey, um, okay, so... I stayed up until 3 in the morning trying to post a video on my channel, okay? You know and then I accidentally deleted it. You know what's funny? So I am very tired right now. What's funny is... The other night before last night, I stayed up at 3 in the morning, and then I told you that I did, and then you stayed up three until yep. 3. Yep. The ironicness of it all. It's not the weirdest thing that's happened to So, <clears throat> getting back on topic. Um, <laughs> there can only be one means of salvation, and that is only possible if Ephesians 5, 6 is true, as the Spirit of the Father is the Holy Spirit. Look at the conception of Jesus. Also, that word one in the Greek literally means simply one, including the, um, the I can never pronounce these Greek and Hebrew words, neuter uh, hen. I hope I'm saying that right. Forgive me if I butchered it. I'm not. Uh, what was the word again? I am not a Greek philosopher. What was the word? N E U T E R. Say it though. Uh, neuter? Neuter? It just means one. Okay. <laughs> um, a primary numeral. One. The reason why Jesus said to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, which is another title for the Spirit and vice versa. Oh, you know the funny thing? My pastor preached about this yesterday morning. And he said um, that they it says to baptize... <laughs> In the name of the Father. Oh, yeah. It's a singular name. Mm -hmm. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are just titles. Exactly. It's just like how I am a son, a brother, and also later on I can be a dad. Mm-hmm. I'm son. An uncle, then maybe a grandpa, yeah. but, your, but your name is still going to be Caleb. Yeah, like, like take my dad, for example. He's Joe. He is himself, but then he is also a son, and he's also a dad. But the I am Mercy. I am a daughter, an aunt, and a sister. Yet my name is still Mercy. Exactly. So if someone were to say, 
were to talk to me, they wouldn't say, Hey, sister, aunt, daughter. <laughs> sister, aunt, daughter, come over here, sister, aunt, daughter. I want to have some tea with you, sister, aunt, daughter. <laughs> so it's the same thing with God. Why would God have to be any different? Well, Jesus, but... Exactly. It's He said baptize in the name of, not the names. Mm-hmm. It's a singular plural name. It's not like... It's not like um, it's individual. It's mm-hmm. not collected in that sense. So, yeah, and one thing is, um, since I was raised around oneness doctrine and all that, I always um, would think when I was younger, how could they get it mixed up? How could they think there is three? And then I started thinking more with their mindset and what they, and like I started looking through some of the verses. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, yeah, I, I can see how they could get mixed up. But there's also a lot of other verses that say, I am, I am, um, hold on, just left me. Um, uh, me and my father are one. Me and my father in one. And, um, he who has seen me has uh, seen the father. Mm-hmm. And uh, God knows everything, but he does not know another God. So. Indeed. Preach it, sister. Preach it. So, um, where was I? Uh. Oh yeah, the reason why uh, Jesus said to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, which is another title for spirit and vice versa, is because all things are done in His name, as the Father's name is the Son's name. The Father's name is the Son's name. Most Trinitarians will say, what? The Father and the Son aren't the same person. But oh, wait, you know what? Jesus says it all over the time, that it, he, he is the same person as the Father. And then my favorite verse is... Right here, it says, For unto us a child is born. That word born relates to the flesh of Jesus, the humanity of Jesus. Unto us a son, which is again the humanity of Jesus, is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So in Isaiah 9-6, it says that, he is Jehovah. He's the Father. That spirit just merely put on, he robed himself in flesh and stepped down out of the throne room to make himself visible. That's why in Colossians, it, uh, it talks about seeing the image of the invisible God. When you see Jesus, you see God Almighty himself. It's the image of the invisible God. Uh, now, you can also get into the technical sense uh, with any hu- human like Mercy, I could say, in in a sense, I haven't actually seen Mercy because your shell isn't you. What is you yeah. is, is your heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Your 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 eternal part is you. This is just a shell. What uh-huh. really is me is my soul, is my spirit. So when you see, but when you look into, that's why they say. Um, when you the the eyes are the doorways to the soul because when you look into someone. You're actually seeing them for who they are, not their physical appearance. Yeah, that's one reason why I always remain with eye contact whenever talking to someone. Because you can actually, if you're talking with someone, I know this is off topic, but <laughs> you okay. can you watch their eyes and see their reaction. That's you can, that's, you can see. It's just fun fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's one thing Trinitarians forget. Um, they forget they like to take God and pick pieces they like of him based on the scriptures 
Which is totally hypocritical, because most Trinitarians teach things as apologetics, and I am for apologetics. They, it's biblical to give an answer and a defense for your faith. But where they mess up again is um, the deity, the humanity, and the eternal part of Christ. Uh-huh. It's, again, if you see me for who I am, like if I actually walked up to you and shook your hand, you're not seeing me, you're seeing my shell. Now, when I die and go, my soul passes to the afterlife, hopefully, I have confidence in God's kingdom, <laughs> I have confidence in that blood, um, then you will truly see who I am. It's one reason why Paul says face to face, you know, we don't see, basically, I'm paraphrasing now, uh, we don't see things for what they are now, but we will see them later on. So... Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with God. When you see Jesus, you're seeing the Father who stepped down into heaven and graciously took on the form of humanity. It's such. Mm-hmm. It's also one of those revelations that goes so deep. It's rich in mercy, and the message of salvation is amazing. When you really think about it, this internal King, this everlasting Father loved us so much and mind me remember he's god he had all the riches all the fame all the glory all the power the luxury everything you could think of at the tip of his fingers he was on the throne of the universe and yet he came down in a dirty manger lived among low-class citizens trusted his life to filthy humanity and was poor and left it all behind. But you gotta think about that. He did it for us, though. So. Greater love has no man than this to lay down his life for his friends. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But back on... Uh, on road now. Uh, so, the father's, the father's name in Hebrew is Yahweh, or Yah. Um, and... So it's actually Yahweh was an extension of Yah because the Jews believed this name of Yah was so sacred that they couldn't speak it in its full context. So they lengthened it to Yah, and over time, through translations, it became Jehovah in the English language. But the Father's name is Yahweh or Yah, or, or again in the English language, Jehovah. And it, um, then it's God's redemptive name in the Old Testament, and it always associated and connected with the action of showing who He is like. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord heals. Jehovah Nicaea, the Lord our banner. However, when the fullness of time came, God chose to reveal His name in His plan of salvation as, you know, do you know it, Mercy? Drum roll, please. I do not. <laughs> As Jehovah Savior or Jehovah Salvation, which is what Jesus' name means. Jesus' uh-huh. name means Jehovah Savior, Jehovah Salvation. So in the Old Testament, you'll read uh, God's name as Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Raphael, Jehovah Nicaea. In the New Testament, it's Jehovah Save, Savior. Uh-huh. Um, he and the Father are one, as he said, 
even when he prayed, saying, Keep them in your name, the name you gave me. What's the name he gave himself? In the Old Testament, it was Jehovah Jireh. New Testament, it's Jehovah's Salvation. Um, name you gave me. That's John 17, 11 through 13. He and the Father are one in essence and nature. He who has seen me... I lost my place and my notes here. <laughs> you gotta love when that happens. I sorry. I, when I get preaching, when I get preaching and teaching, I go on. I have it here somewhere though. Do, 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 do. Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Please stand by. In <laughs> essence, um, in nature, um, he who has seen. Okay, he who has seen him has seen the Father, as in him is the fullness of the Godhead. Not parts or pieces. Like mm-hmm. like cutting pie. Fullness. It's one. It's one pie. Yeah. We, we can't split that pie up. It's always uh, single. The fullness of the Godhead that fully reveals God and Christ to his very own creation. All things were made through him and for him. His word and thought. Just like a painter needs an idea, a sketch first, and that concept is his. It's part of him. You can't separate it from him. That would be cutting out their brain. Christ is as the redemptive son. That's why Paul wrote our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm going to be quoting from Timothy. Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, and Jesus Christ our Lord. That's 1 Timothy 1-2. This passage was not talking about two different substances, persons, deities, consciences, etc. But instead, it first referred to Jesus' position or title, which is God, as he is the God and the Father of those who believe in him. And then his name, which is Jesus. Just like my dad, who is a business manager, and yet Billy, or so-and-so. So in this case, I would write, from my dad, our manager, and Billy. This is confirmed in Colossians 2.9, where it clearly states, Paul can't make it more evident and clear that Jesus is the Father, for in him all the fullness of the deity, the Godhead, dwells in the body, form completely expressing the divine essence of God. Colossians 2.9. That's the amplified Bible version, the EMP. Mercy? I'm here. I'm like, (laughs) did she get raptured? (laughs) No, I wish. (laughs) Right? So, and before that, in in context, um, Paul was talking about those who twist biblical doctrine. He even said, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, um, intellectual babbling, um, according to the tradition of men, following the elementary principles of this world, rather than following the truth, the teaching of Christ. That's Colossians 2 8. So here, just before Paul said the fullness of the Godhead, he then said, Don't let anyone. Che- uh, um, teach you with false philosophy and doctrine 
over time the trend the, the trinity developed through different philosophy doctrines and teachings until the trinity became what it was and that's a whole nother study that we will get into lord willing hopefully later on this podcast and channel but i think it's interesting how paul says um in him draweth all the fullness of the godhead don't let anyone deceive you with the development of the trinity that's basically what he said now of course the word yes. trinity didn't exist back then but he knew that people would try to twist the fullness of the godhead with teachings from greek philosophy um roman philosophy and all these other different philosophies and doctrines of men he knew they would take something of the world and insert it into christianity so it makes sense so they can yes. process it um so I actually found some proof from earlier about what I was talking about. Didn't you already read or bring up Matthew 28 and 19? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. I, I have the little pamphlet. And um, it's actually very useful. Um, and did you read um, John 5 and 43? John 5 and 43. I am come in my father's name. The name of the Father is Jesus, and then the name of the Son is Jesus. It's in Matthew 1, 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Jehovah saves. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Uh, since Jesus used the singular word name in Matthew 28, 19 and not plural names, then we can conclude that the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not names, but they are titles of the name Jesus. Thus, the name of Jesus is the formula to be used in water baptism. It's beautiful. Finally found it. <laughs> it's beautiful. I was trying to find some evidence to back up. What there, I was there's saying. a lot of evidence, and this is not supposed to be a full length study. We have we're going to lord willing in the future and i'm going to as well since mercy's a very busy young lady (laughs) um do different bible studies about the oneness about titles about names about baptism and all these other things and our prayer is that you will open up and understand it yes and And i'm not i'm not trying to sorry you were saying there's a special episode that i actually just got the idea of i'll explain to you later but i think it's it would be a really good lesson. Um, it's um, there's it, it's going to be about like how there's nothing new under the sun. Mm, it's just going to be like a little. Um, a, now uh, write that down. <laughs> I will. Nothing new under the sun. Sorry. <laughs> like Sister McKee, I can break out in song sometimes. But um. Uh, is she um? Sister McKee? Sister McKee, yes. From your church? No, no. From the Pentecostals of Katy. In Texas. In Texas, y'all. But, um, not trying to get off tack, but task, I meant not tack. What's a tack? Tic-tac, no. No tic-tacs on this channel, I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. But, um, no, it's, uh, we're not trying to bash them. Uh, the reason I talk like what I do is because I'm always excited and I'm always energetic to um, teach and preach. And I'm also a very fast-paced talker. So I'm not trying to bash 
with evidence like boom, 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 boom. There, you should believe this or you're going to hell. I'm not trying to do that. And again, it's not a salvation issue. Most people, Trinitarians and Oneness will agree it's not. However, if you want to know your God and who he is, it's something you want to know. You know, it is a doctrinal issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's not a salvation issue. It can, Now, it can lead into a salvation issue with baptism, but not all Trinitarians baptize in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Most do, but not all of them. So... I love them. I have a lot of friends that are Trinitarians too. But, anyways, as I was saying before I ran off that rant, um, uh, do do do. you want to keep them up? Well, um, another thing that we should probably cover is rebaptized properly. That's good. It's, um, so it's uh, if I was baptized incorrectly, should I be rebaptized properly? Uh, look up Acts nineteen and one. Oh yeah, the I disciples of John, right the disciples of Paul. So there was a missionary journey, I believe it was Paul in the Bible, and he said, "Have you been baptized? Uh, have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost or baptized?" And they were like, uh, "We've been baptized unto John. We haven't even heard of the Holy Ghost." And then he was like, "So what were you baptized?" And they were like, "We were baptized into the baptism of John." And he's like, "Wait, wait, hold up! You have to be baptized in the name of the Lord." And they got mm-hmm. rebaptized. Yeah, it should be in Acts 19 and 1 through 6. I might have got my stuff mixed up. I do that. Just go read the Bible. That's what this podcast is for. Go read the Bible and get to know God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, for him, uh, oh yeah, I just said that. See to that no one takes. Oh yeah, okay. So, Colossians 2 8. Um, to the which the church did not heed his writing when the council of Nicaea came around. Now, before you, uh, we play where in the New Testament epistles, Romans to Revelation, did an apostle say or state that God was three God persons and called Jesus God, the Son, and that Jesus is the second person in the Godhead? Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. I think I'm lost. Where's my notes? I should be more organized than neat over here, y'all. <laughs> he said he was ready. I am ready. I'm just, my eyes, I might need glasses because my eyes get crossed. So I was, yeah, yeah. So the early devout Jews were strict monotheism, which is the belief in one Jehovah Father of creation, not three parts of that God. That's why Thomas said, my Lord and my God, because he understood who he saw in Christ. You can't separate your spirit and body. And that's exactly the same way with Christ. All just like the resurrection. Um, so, you know, the resurrection, uh, God's spirit was in Christ Jesus. He died. His spirit went to Hades for a while to preach to those in the graves. Then he went back into his body. Voila. <laughs> it's that simple. He resurrected himself. <laughs> Boom. God, he is God. So he, it's not a lie when it said that God raised up Christ from the dead because he resurrected himself. <laughs> <laughs> so um, early Christians that date to the times of the original apostles and disciples were modalists which is a type of oneness they learned this from the apostles themselves um, if Clement was taught by John, Peter, and Paul would his doctrine be damaged? no of course not because the apostles like Peter, John, and all of them uh 
were strictly taught by Jesus himself. They understood who Jesus was. And then they passed down that teaching through generations. So Clement, he was, uh, he knew personally Peter, John, and Paul. He was friends with them. And they, he was their disciple. They taught him church doctrine. And they taught uh, oneness to him. So he understood that. So in his writings, he wrote about that. So you can even go look up uh, 1st Clement and 2nd Clement and his writings will be very close to how the apostles wrote about Christ and God and that he was one and not three compared to later epistles in church history after like 300 AD when the Trinity was uh, being established. Uh-huh. Um, God would like to be understood and communicate as well. Just like how he got the Bible to us in the same way God is not the author of confusion, but a sound mind. Great is the mystery of godliness. It doesn't mean it can't be understood, but that God reveals himself to the foolish babies who make themselves as children. He wants us to search after him wholeheartedly. So if you put all your biases away, you read strictly the Bible, and you ask God for prayer, he will reveal himself to you. And if you're still not convinced, Search up early Christian history from the book of Acts to when the church was born on Pentecost all the way up to three day, uh, AD 300 and beyond and you'll see these truths that we talked about. Yes. So um, this is just an intro of the Godhead. It, um, I hope it wasn't confusing. Yeah. I hope I wasn't talking too fast and getting my thoughts mixed up. I'm sorry if I did. Just comment if we did. Please. Yeah. We want to be on this That's what we need the most, honestly. We do. So, do you want to say anything, Rusi? <laughs> you sound exhausted. Hello? Testing, um, testing, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs>